Welcome to our podcast, A Real World Discovery of Guest Experience in the Hospitality and Lodging Industry, uncovering a mixture of technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising guest expectations and forever changing the guest experience across the hospitality and lodging sector. If you are interested or involved in the travel industry and are passionate about creating unique guest experiences, join us as we talk to experts in the industry to learn about the future trends and how you can set yourself apart from the competition in 2021 and beyond. Welcome to this week's episode of the Guest X podcast. I am your host, Matthew Loney, and I'm here with my co-host, Brian O'Malley. Brian, you know, we're getting ready for another episode here to, to talk about how do you deliver a guest experience is worth talking about. Um, and like we do every week, though, I think, you know, looking back for any of our listeners who didn't get to hear last week, we had the opportunity, great opportunity to talk to a close friend, both, uh, well, I'd say a close friend of yours, a client of mine, but uh, Steve Karen is the CEO of iTrip, which you know, now has become the largest national franchise or uh, property manager, second largest property, national property manager behind Vacasa in the U.S. and and obviously is not gotten to that point um, by luck and, you know, is doing a lot of the right things, but love to get your take on, on what you heard from Steve. So last conversation with Steve was just, you know, it's one of those other epic conversations that we have with leaders in the industry. I think one of the things that struck me with Steve and that they're very hyper-focused on is communication and delivering what you promise to your guests at a very, very basic level. And as iTrip, you know, continues to grow, being able to provide resources to their property managers at the very core, it's all about communication and, and just delivering a good, clean house when a guest arrives. Everything else basically becomes secondary. So I'm excited to see what Steve and his team do in the future, especially when you know, they're, they're involved with companies, with some of the conglomerate companies that they're putting together some of the technology stacks that they're putting together in the industry and see how it evolves for all of us. Yeah. You know, when he, when he talked about communication, you know, he said it early on, I don't know that he went back to it, but uh, it was something you and I have talked about is I don't, you know, everybody's looking for the perfect communication channel. Right. And, but he mentioned, you know, people want to, certain people want to be communicated to different ways. You know, some people want text, some people want email, some people want you to call them. So, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, we got to quit looking for the, the one solution that kind of fixes it all and just understand that you kind of, you kind of got to have them all and let the guests gravitate towards the one that, that fits what they're looking for. Because at the end of the day, you really do have to be able to communicate with these guests so that in the words of Steve Karen, you can correctly set the expectation and then and then deliver on it. I agree hundred percent. I mean, if you don't deliver on your initial promises, there's no point in doing anything else. And again, this is they're they're viewing it, they're a large company, but they're look looking at it from a very local level. So they've got some big advantages there. Yeah, they certainly do. Great. Well, so let's let's jump in. On this week's episode, we're talking to Michael Friedman, the director of sales at Skyron Vacation Rentals. Michael has over 30 years of experience in the hospitality, vacation rental, real estate, and travel and tourism industries. Michael is also the co-founder 
of Vacation Rental University, an online academy that educates, trains, and supports the vacation rental industries. Hey, Michael, it's uh, really good to have you today. Matt, we have another incredible guest today. Michael comes to us with Skyrun Vacation Rentals. He heads up their operations over there and some sales. And so Michael uh, probably needs very little introduction. He's been in the industry for so long. He started Vacation Rental University. He's been with a number of really, really large companies. So we're really excited to have you here, Michael. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Brian. And thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. And I, I look forward to the chat. Same here. So in true fashion on the Guest X podcast, we love to start with our guests, just understanding a little bit about the actual guest and also how they interpret guest experience currently in the vacation rental space or in the hospitality space. Great. Yeah. So um, I've been in the vacation rental industry slash real estate industry for almost 30 years now. I'd say the last 15 or so have really been spent more focused on the vacation rental side of the business, the real estate business, and uh, spend some time with with a large company, built out their business development and training for them, did some consulting for a few years. And then about three and a half years ago, I launched Vacation Rental University with Simon Lehman, Jim Olin, Micah Berg, because we just saw a gap you know, in the industry as it related to education and created a really neat platform there that, that really helps the industry and you know, property managers from small to large. And then in the last uh, year and a half or so, I've spearheaded the growth for uh, Skyrun Vacation Rentals as their director of growth and expansion for them. Uh, as we've added uh, in this last year, we added uh, about 10 new markets. This year, we'll add about 10 more. We're at about 35 locations now throughout North America, and we manage just slightly over about 1,200 properties. So looking forward to you know a good, strong ending of 2021. And then as we move into 2022, really, again, spearheading that growth and seeing some, some substantial gains in new markets that we'd like to be in here in North America, you know, potentially the Caribbean, potentially eventually at some point doing some international work as well. So, yeah, it's exciting. It's a great industry. I love being in it. You'd asked about the, the guest experience. You know, I think that's one area that <clears throat> over the years, I think it's changed dramatically. Uh, you know, I'm one of those believers that today, you know, in August of 2021, the guest experience is more important than ever. I think there's there's a couple driving factors in our industry that are really, really important right now. One is revenue management, which we could talk about all day, but I think the other is is the guest experience and making sure that, you know, you as a property manager are, are doing the things necessary to elevate that experience for the guests, because I, I believe that that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a higher level of touch. They're looking for a higher level of communication. They're looking for experiences that they can have in in the destinations they're visiting. And so, you know, one thing, and we'll talk more about this, but we we are elevating that at Skyrun. But I, over the years, you know, you know, I look back maybe ten years ago, and it was like, oh, send in a check, send a check in email, and get some check in instructions, and you know, hey, if you need anything and give us a call to today it's really a full-blown guest experience where you know we're doing upselling and we're selling services and we're offering excursions and different things like that so it's really changed and i like it because i think it it puts us in a, a different level you know one thing guys, I, I say to everyone when they start looking at Skyrun is that yes, you're in the property management business, but you are also in the hospitality business because you have a guest that you're serving. So there's two clients. There's 
there's the owner of the property that we're managing, but then we also have the guest and that's, that's your other client. Very interesting. And it's a great way to put it. I, I think a lot of people forget that we are in the hospitality industry. You know, they, we, we classify ourselves as vacation rental managers and then, but we're a much bigger part of a much bigger picture and uh, that's hospitality. And so as we start to look into guest experience and that's pretty much why Matt and I have such a big passion for this. It's, you know, what are we missing inside of this industry? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? And there's a lot of things that we're pioneering inside of the industry that are being taken into other areas of hospitality, but I'd love to hear from you as well. What, you know, you guys are up to at Skyrun and how you guys are starting to implement that, whether it's technology or in-house, because not everything has to be technology driven for it to have the right effect. Yeah, no, it doesn't need to be all technology driven. And I think the one thing that we're seeing uh, across all of our destinations, so because we're, we're, we're really unique in a lot of ways, we, you know, we have our corporate marketing that supports the corporate brand globally, uh, but then we have a full, full marketing team that supports our local destinations and really helps them from that local perspective of things that, you know, they want to do and accomplish with their guests. And so, because we are in various markets from the beach to the mountains to suburban, one of the things we're seeing is that we're doing we're doing a lot more local outreach and touch with local vendors and providing additional services that the guests are are requesting, you know, when they're booking. So, you know, our PMS is proprietary. We don't use an outside party, but what our software does allow for is that when a guest does book a, a destination now or a reservation. It does give them, you know, several options for upsell, you know, on being able to purchase, you know, excursions and other things that they may need. But I think it goes even further than that, that we're seeing our local destination owners are needing to get really much more involved in the local communities and bring in other services that that guests would, you know, maybe never would have asked for in the past, but are now, you know, wanting everything from small things like grocery to delivery to, you know, I want to book this sleigh ride to I want to, you know, book a, a surfing lesson. And those are all great. But I think even taking it one one step further where when the guest arrives, what does that experience look like? Mm -hmm. Because I think that was a piece that I'm not saying we missed it, but I think a lot of us in the industry kind of took took for granted that, you know, they're checking in at 10 o'clock at night, no big deal, keyless entry, go into the unit. But what, what does that mean? You know, and I think we've had to start answering those questions and, and dig deeper into what, what do we want that person to experience, whether they're checking in late at night or what are they getting when, you know, they're coming in the middle of the day. Yeah, I think, Matt, this, we've had several conversations with, with a couple of our past guests, but it's first impressions, right? If your first impression is the right impression, your guests are going, but the probability is that your guest is going to love their stay. If they're walking and, you know, it blows my mind that this still happens in the industry, but if a guest is arriving and you know that they're arriving at 10 o'clock at night, you don't want them walking into a dark house. They've right. never been to this house. The first thing that they're going to do is walk into a wall. I mean, exactly. I don't know about you, but if I'm going into the mountains or even if I'm coming to Orlando and coming into some of these houses, I don't want to know what I don't know. Like, I have to see what's there. I want to feel comfortable. I want my bedrooms lit up. I want to be able to arrive and see everything's presented really nicely. That's a welcome, right? It, it uh, is. Yeah, it is. Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I was going to, you know, one other thing, you know, that Michael said that we've heard from a lot of 
a lot of our guests is, you know, at the end of the day, and I think it is what makes our industry, you know, the vacation rental industry unique from other types of lodging is the guest experience is very local in nature, right? They're coming to a specific market. It's a leisure traveler, generally speaking, although we are, you know, you're seeing you know, with varying degrees of success, trying to get into some of these more urban markets and some of the business travelers. But it is, all in all, it is a local experience. And I think that's where, you know, the Skyrun model does have some some advantages because they get the best of both worlds, right? They've got kind of this larger support system behind them, but they've got local operators, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, to your point, Michael, that's where you're talking about is getting your, licensees to understand that, look, you need to have these relationships locally because you need to be sending them to the right parasailing group or the right zipline company. It's not just that you you can tell them where to go, but it needs to be the right one because then that experience they have kind of, you know, is a backdrop against which, of which they're going to measure their entire experience, right? So we are more than just giving them a, a place to stay, whether we like it or not. Yeah, very, very true. And and we're in a very unique position, guys, because keep in mind, you know, we're a licensed business model. So each of our destinations is individually owned and operated. And because we're in so many, we have now, we're close to 400,000 past guests. And so when someone stays with us, say in coastal Maine, and then they stay with us in Breck or in Tahoe or going to Phoenix, they have expectations. And so it's something that we have to work on as a company where we don't have that unique perspective that we're in one location, that all the homes are going to have X, Y, and Z and A, B, and C. We have different different destinations with different destination owners. And so across the board, we need to make sure that when someone has that great experience in one location, they're going to have it in another. It doesn't mean they're going to get the exact same guest experience, but they're still going to have the sky run experience. And I think that's really mm-hmm. important for us because it's difficult. You know, we, we can't tell an owner, hey, you've got to do this and you have to have 8,000 count linens and da-da-da and all that other stuff um, because some markets that we're in, are more, they're managing higher end or more luxury properties versus, you know, staying in a condo, say in Destin or Panama City Beach. So, um, we, we have that unique perspective, and so we have to work on that to really make sure that all of our destination owners, you know, are elevating the whole Skyrun experience. may not be the same exactly, but it's going to be that same flavor or feel that you're going to get going from one to another. Brian, we talked about this before, but, you know, a lot of uh, meeting guest expectations, right, or exceeding guest expectations starts with setting the right guest expectations. And so, you know, while I mentioned the benefits of Skyrun, there are also some difficulties, right? Which is you got to get everybody rowing in the right direction because if you're if if you're setting the wrong if you're setting a higher expectation than what you're going to fulfill, you've got problems. But if you're setting a lower expectation, this goes to Michael's point, you can't the real benefit of a great guest expectation is you can monetize it. And it may not be through upsells. It just may be in a better rate, mm-hmm. right? But if you can't communicate that better guest expectation, here's what you're going to get. You can't get me to, as the consumer to pay it. And we've talked a lot about that, Brian. We have talked about it. And I, I think one of the advantages with companies like Skyrun, and there are very few of them in the market, 
you know, Skyrun has the advantage that they have a team of professionals behind them that are helping property managers navigate a lot of this stuff. I think also one of the advantages with with Michael is that he's got an educational, let's call it, background where he created a platform for the vacation rental industry to teach people the ins and outs of, of how to run a proper vacation rental. I think one of the things that we said, and I think it was on an episode with Simon, actually, was that there was a lack of education for the professionals in the industry, and there still is, for them to understand how to run each facet of the business. We, in general, and I keep harping on this, but we're probably one of the most complex businesses to start as, as a single operator. Uh, you know, you're talking about 20, 30, 40 units, you're wearing multiple hats. You're trying to compete against hotels. Hotels have, you know, entire staff that has marketing, that has People that know how to deal with guest experience, that know how to deal with accounting and all of this kind of stuff. If you're a small operator, you can't afford that kind of stuff from the get-go. And so it does affect, at the end of the day, the guest experience because you're guessing at what should be happening in a vacation rental. You're not being taught it. And I think that that's where the downfall is. The upside with a company like Skyrun is that you get the infrastructure behind you to tell you, this is technically how it should work. Apply it to your market. Exactly. We'll give you the tools and implement it. And now it's really up to that local individual to implement it and adjust it to their to their local market and enhance it. Because at the end of the day, it needs to be a combination of here's how to do it, but you know your market the best. So give us what's best in your market and let's implement this whole thing together. Tell me yeah. if I'm wrong, Michael. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's one of the things we, we really stress in our training. You know, we have a pretty robust training program for all our new destination owners. And we, we spend, um, you know, part of training, what's classified as training two, all on operations and the guest experience. And we actually bring our, our location owners or destination future owners to one of our locations in the mountains and, you know, usually somewhere in Colorado. And we have them spend a day with one of our existing locations because to talk about it, it's one thing, but to really see it and experience it, because like what you were saying, Brian, is, is that, you know, it's, Yes, it sounds easy, but there's so many moving parts behind the scenes that have to happen. And, you know, if a person, you know, is going through that process of, okay, I've booked now, and then what are those next steps? And there's a flaw or a hiccup, they immediately think, oh, there's a problem, you know, mm -hmm. that, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with the, the this property or this company or whatever it may be. And so, you know, we really try and show them, you know, here's how you keep it as fluid as possible. But really, I think for us, one of the, I will call it, um, you know, I don't want to say it's a benefit, but advantages we have is when we do have a new destination owner, they're able to see firsthand the an actual guest experience and kind of mimic it and mock it and just say, okay, here's how I'm going to do it in my market. And it makes it a lot easier, especially once they get that first or second or third property. And now they've got guests coming in and really that's where the work starts. I mean, that's one of my biggest beliefs is that that's really where the work starts. I mean, yes, it's, it's hard to go find a homeowners and put them into your program. But once you have that property and it's out there and it starts booking, that's where the real work begins because that's that's the experience we're all we're all talking about here today. So right. So then Matt, this this goes back to the question. And so, you know, Michael's saying that the, the work really begins when the guest books. I think 
think the, where, where does it actually start, guest experience? Does it start at the inquiry? Does it start prior to the inquiry? And then does it travel? And so you guys view it as the moment that a guest books, that's when guest experience really begins? I think so. I mean, because listen, in this year, in 2021, we get about a third of our reservations from Airbnb, about a third from Verbo, and about a third, maybe a little more than a third are coming in from direct booking. So, you know, if you go to skyrun.com, you'll see that one of the first things we say is book direct. So we, we do have a big push on that. But if they're going to book direct and they're going to have a, an experience with us, whether they're coming from an OTA or it's a direct booking, I believe that's when the guest experience begins because it has to to be easy. And I think one of the things that, you know, we get compliments on and we we hear about from our reviews is that, hey, this was a really easy process. It was easy. So, Michael, let me let me jump in uh, there because what you just said is really interesting. I've got a question. I, so I just got back from Colorado. I was staying mm -hmm. in an area where we don't have any partners. So I went through Airbnb and it was I, I got to tell you, one of the struggles I think we've got as an industry, though, is if we're going to be responsible for that guest experience, but yet the OTAs make it a little tough to control to get in. So let me give you this. So we got it at underground parking. We were in Colorado mm -hmm. when they tried to give me the code to underground parking through Airbnb, Airbnb blocked out the numbers because I'm guessing they thought it looked like a phone number. Right. So I couldn't get into the underground parking, the door code, did not seem to work. I couldn't reach my property manager because Airbnb didn't want me to being able to reach him through anything but their platform. How exactly. do you take responsibility and control over your guest experience when you've got these OTAs that drive so much of our bookings and they're trying to own that guest experience? You know, that's, that's a great question. Part of it is we don't we don't have the, that ability. I mean, just brutally honest, we, we don't have the ability to, to own some of that. And I think part of it becomes education on, on our behalf. You know, that kind of goes back to my education hat being put on where, you know, once we start interacting with a guest, whether through it's one of the OTAs or a direct booking, I think setting those expectations, we do a really good job. I'd say all of our destinations do a really good job of being able to get the guests to, to share personal contact information and things of that nature. So I'm not saying we're trying to sidestep what the OTAs are doing, but we are capturing that. And then, you know, one of the things we are doing for future guest days is, you know, we're reinforcing that direct booking piece, but it, it's hard, you know, it's hard. You, you, you're you going to have a guest who's going to be frustrated. And I think part of it is saying, hey, you booked through this OTA. Great. Thank you for that. You know, now we're going to start communicating with you at a little bit of a different level and here's how that we can't fix some of the problems the OTAs have. I mean, you know, this question always comes up. I've been on a number of podcasts about OTAs and we could again spend hours on that. But I think they're 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 there for the for the long haul. And until you know a market gets to a point where 90% of their bookings are coming direct, it, it's still it's still an issue and we have to figure it out. And we're always looking to, how do we enhance that? How do we build that and deepen and enhance that relationship? I think the one thing, you know, we're lucky we have two-way API integrations with Airbnb and Verbo and TripAdvisor. And so most of the stuff that we go through is fairly flawless, but we, we do experience it. And I think it's just, you know, communicating in it, it's the only thing we can really do. Yeah, no, that's, I, I agree. And I think, you know, I think the good news is, Michael, is that 
that were aligned with the OTAs, right? I mean, the OTAs oh, yeah. don't want it to be a, to be a bad guest experience. I promise you, they're going to, you know, Airbnb is going to see it in my review because I think reviews are important, right? To to be honest about where we're still falling flat as an industry. I just, I, I think it's, you're right. I think we've really got to work together and there's got to be a level of trust. You know, for a long time, you know, the OTAs are so worried about us circumventing, but they've got to understand that they're not there and they're not, they don't want to make sure that the, you know, rest, the bathrooms are clean and everything else. So if they're not, then they've got to trust their partners to work together to make this a better guest experience. So it's, uh, I, I do think as we think about where our industry it needs to improve, the the working with the OTAs towards a common goal is something that we've we've got to keep pushing on. So we know this, that the guests also want to know they're getting a legit property. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people have we heard about in the, you know, in the early days, right, getting scammed, you know, and, um, and so for us, uh, we're, we're looking at it from, from both sides. We're looking at it saying, great, we want to create the guest, great guest experience. We want to also let the guests know that the home they're staying in is going to create that great experience and it's real, and then giving that comfort and a level as well to our, our property owners uh, that they've got to great guests coming into their home as well. So it's it's just part of that, I think, evolving process as an as a industry that we, you know, kind of are, are continuing to look at. Yeah, I think the at the very core, the most important thing as an industry that we need to do is get communication straightened out. I think if we're clear on the communication portion of it, very front, very upfront, and we explain it to the guests, and we can also explain it to the to the homeowners, will nail the rest of guest, guest experience. But if you don't have clear communication strategies, it's going to fall apart at the same. Oh, with, without a doubt, without a doubt. And, you know, one of the things we're, we're, we're lucky in, in some ways, I mean, obviously a lot of companies have luck, but we're really lucky in, in many ways, but because we have such a large past guest database, I mean, over almost 400,000. And so one of the things that we are regularly doing is we're reaching out to those guests, you know, on a monthly basis. You know, we're letting them know about new destinations. We're letting them know about new experiences. We're talking about specials that are happening in certain markets and, you know, new excursions and experiences that they can partake in when they go to a to a location. And so, you know, we're that communication you're talking about, Brian, is is yes, really important when they book, but also I think in advance of them booking as well, letting them know about, you know, all the opportunities that exist in those destinations. And whether you're one destination listening to this call, you know, podcast or you're multiple like we are, uh, I think, you know, it's it's still important to be in front of those past guests as much as you can um, to create that opportunity. Yeah, we've, we've spent, and that's another great point, which is, you know, understanding why guests are coming to you, you know, the, the home, um, you know, it, depending upon the home, it may have a, a larger influence than, than others, but they are coming to that market and they're looking to enjoy that destination, right? And, <laughs> and, and, and if we can talk to guests about their stays and make it, you know, Michael, less transactional. Right. If we if it can feel like that we're part of the entire stay and making sure that, hey, when you're here, you need to make sure if you're going to have a coffee and watch the sunrise, here's the place to do it. 
now you've become much more influential in my entire experience than just a transactional element in it. And we've just got such an opportunity there as an industry. Without a doubt, without a doubt, I think building that, I call it genuine rapport quickly and with your guests is, is so is so critical and it's so important. Like, and I love what you said, Matt, about it not being transactional. I, I think that's that's a huge key right there. Yeah, it's really interesting, this, this whole conversation. There was a point in time where I think vacation rentals especially was a very personal experience. Uh, Pre, I'm going to call it pre-technology, pre-Airbnb, maybe a little bit VRBO, where where people really did come for an experience. They got to know the property managers. I know in, in Orlando, we used to get repeat guests year over year over year over year. And I could count on them coming, especially our snowbirds, on staying at the houses for years. I mean, I had one guest that stayed with us for over 10 years. And I knew he was just going to book, no questions asked. With the evolution of Airbnb, RBO, it seemed like property managers almost forgot to care about the guests that were traveling through their homes because they had access to maybe a year. It's almost transitioned backwards, in my view, that we need to start caring about bringing those guests back into your properties uh, and, and retention. So, and it sounds like Skyrun's on a very similar path where you guys do care about the guests and retargeting those guests. I had a I had an incident in Europe where I was doing a showcase with Blue Tent and I was spe- I was a guest speaker and a guy out there basically came up. He had over 250 units and he was all the only way he advertised mm. or marketed his properties was on VRBO. Mm. And his, com- his, his comment was, I don't even need a website. I don't own a website. And I don't care about remarketing to my guests because I've got so many new guests coming into my properties. I just don't have to worry about remarketing to them. Mm. And it completely blew my mind that somebody that had such a large influx of you know guests coming in, huge property manager, could come out and say something like that without a doubt. And, and it threw everything Everybody's, you know, people were all up in arms, but it did, you know, there was big questions around that. Do we really need to focus on remarketing to guests Mm -hmm. and or do we just move on? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, Brian, the thing, you know, I, I, I equate this back to my days in, in residential real estate, even where, you know, so much of it, even today for some realtors, is just transactional. It's like, okay, I listed a house and sold it next. And yet there are realtors out there, don't get me wrong, that don't, don't, practice real estate that way, they do a great job. But with us, I mean, I would say in the on the vacation rental side of things, I think there are companies out there who, who view it as a transaction. And yet this last year, I mean, I think, you know, with COVID and uh, especially the guest stay and the experience and the cleanliness factors and all those other things that, you know, we've had to address, it's got us back to more to a granular level mm-hmm. with the guests, understanding their needs, um, who they are, where they're coming from, why they're coming to that location, and we're doing a really good job of that. And I and I I hope other management companies are doing the same uh, because it just elevates the bar for us as an industry. We have enough struggles as is from time to time, but you know it just it just elevates that bar. And I, I will tell you that talking to our destination owners. 
the one common theme I hear is that, you know, the guests are, are picking vacation rentals over hotels and resorts and other places like that because it's safer. Uh, the cleanliness factors are, are better, you know, and the experience is, is as good, if not better than, than staying in a hotel. So I guess we're doing something right. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. The, um, the you know, as, as we kind of get towards the end here, Michael, I mean, it's, it's a good point, though, where. I think we are doing some things right, right. But, you know, we've talked that this is, you know, this is an opportunity, but it can also, you know, we can go back, we can lose some of these guests if they don't have great experiences back to hotels, you know, as we, you know, now it looks like we're kind of taking a step back with, with COVID just as just from a health perspective, but as we get through it, you know, there's no guarantee that it stays like this for our industry. And that's the reason I do think this is the time for us to get it right. So as you kind of wrap up, you know, as an expert and a thought leader in this industry, you know, what are some of the challenges? I guess that's one challenge you'd lay out, which is kind of get back to basics, right? Which we've heard from a couple of our, our, Mm -hmm. our guests, I think of, you know, getting back to that, you know, granular level of making sure the guest experience is, you know, equal or exceeds what the guests have. But what would you say as an industry, like as we look over the next few years, what do we really need to focus on to continue to move the guest experience in a direction that will sustain the kind of traffic we're seeing, you know, over the last 18 months in our industry? Great, great question. Um, I would say first and foremost, anyone listening to this, whether they're small or large or whatever size they are, any any vacation rental management company, you really need to step take a step back at this time of the year, you know, as you plan to move into the new new year and do an audit on that guest experience. What does it look like and where are the gaps? You know, and if there are gaps, you know, what are those and then how can those be be filled? There's great resources resources out there listening to podcasts like this. There's other resources out there that are available. But I think really stepping back, pausing, and doing a thorough analysis on, on that experience. What does it look like? What If you were a guest in your own property, you know, would you be pleased? And, and, and brutally answering that question. And if, if you're not a thousand percent confident and pleased, then, then where can we improve? upon. And, and I think that's going to be really important as we move forward because, you know, one thing that I've seen over the last six months is that, you know, ever since Airbnb decided to go public, and it, it's just, I think what it's caused is it's caused everyone, I say everyone, a lot of people out there who think, oh gosh, this is an easy industry to get into, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to but, you know, the, the bar to entry is not that high and I'm going to go do this and, you know, I'm going to have, a, I, I just need a website and properties and, you know, everything else will take care of itself. That's, that's not the case. And I think we have to, you know, as an industry, continue to educate, continue to raise the bar, you know, going to conferences and all that stuff is great. But I, but I think, you know, podcasts like this and, and others are, are really important because, you know, hotels have have their associations and all those things. We have ours, but but I really think it's going to be important for us to continue to improve in all our areas and and not rest on our laurels. You know that we we have to continue to move forward. So. Well, you know, you know, Brian, I've thought, I've thought about this. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts real quick. But you know, we, one way I've, I've you know I wrote down, you know, how do we how do we encourage? Because you can't, you know, forcing people to get a certain level of 
of, you know, credentialing or education is that's always difficult. But what you can do, and this is where the OTAs can help, is incentivizing it, right? Like providing benefits if you've got certain credentialing, if you, you know, if you've gotten certain continuing education throughout the year is, you know, they easily could work this into their algorithms and say, look, you know, these are the hosts who have shown or have kept up on the current trends and in the industry and the accounting and, you know, all the different things that makes that guest experience. Well, and, you know, maybe that's an area where we can all really work together and say, look, yeah, anybody can do this, but it's going to be very difficult if you don't Edu- you know, if you don't get in and educate yourself and do some of this education, because we're going to make it difficult because we're mm-hmm. not going to allow you, an individual, to bring down our industry. We're going to make you rise to the level of the bar that now we're setting, I think, is is maybe one way we do it. I love the concept. My fear with OT, with especially with the large OTAs, is their their biggest uh, concern is growth. And mm-hmm. if it's going to stunt their growth... They'll, uh, you know, they, they put barriers in there. And really so, valid point. Really yeah. valid point. And, and so they don't really care about the professionalism. They care about that's where it becomes transactional. I think where it really does make a difference is on, on a local level, because at the end of the day, it ends up reflecting on the managers. If, if you aren't keeping up with the property managers next door, then guess what? You're going to be losing those bookings to the manager that is getting those five-star ratings. You're also going to start losing those properties because now the actual owners have visibility into who the better property managers are in the area just by going on to, on, on to some of the large OTAs. So if you're booking uh, and you're one of the better property managers and then the house next door isn't booking and you're not keeping up, you're losing business for those owners. You've got to keep up. I I do think that there's probably a networking thing. If you're a you know a, a property manager and you want to come into this space uh, and you want to learn about the space, I think property managers that are new to the industry should be or feel okay reaching out to some of the veterans in the industry, whether they're local or not local. Uh, it's okay. Um, most property managers operate very similar, uh, and they'll have good insight for you. There are associations that you can reach out to locally as well. I know Orlando has a Florida uh, Verma, and they're a great resource to be able to figure out how to do your licensing and some of the local things you know you need to implement into your business. So check locally to see what associations are made available to you. Michael, as we wrap up, tell our listeners how they can reach out to you if they're interested about learning about VRU, uh, Vacation Rental University. Uh, and some of the programs that you guys are running there, or if they want to learn about Skyrun. I think you guys are putting together something that's really incredible for the industry. It sounds like you're you're on path to to lead some innovation. And you know, for a lot of people, it's something that's really necessary. A lot of our industry needs professionals like you guys to give us some guidance. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Brian. And thanks, Matt. Yeah, I mean, so we've got a great resource at Vacation Rental University. We, you can just go to the VRU, uh, com, And uh, what's great about it is you, you can subscribe. We've got free lessons. So you can, you know, try about 40 free lessons. And then if you'd like, you can subscribe on a monthly basis. Uh, no pressure there, but some really great resources. We've got over 400 lessons um, in the in the queue that are available. And then with Skyrun, it's uh, my email, the best 
way to reach me is Michael F, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-F at skyrun.com. And we'd love to talk to anyone about our business model and the opportunities we have. And uh, this has been great. Okay. Well, well, thank you again, Michael. Yeah. We just some really good, uh, some really good tidbits of, uh, you know, as people listen about it, you know, getting back to basics and really owning that guest experience at a very local level, I think is, is the parts kind of, as I look back over my notes, I'm going to kind of take away. So we, we appreciate you joining us and definitely like to maybe have you back as we kind of get through this Delta variant and just to understand how you guys continue to grow and evolve the the Skyrun brand. But thank you very much uh, for joining us. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. I'd I'd love to be back. So thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episodes. We are Brian Hamali. And Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a guest experience worth talking about. See you soon.